Lose the Cape Podcast, Episode 57. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Happy Monday, February the 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and I still have not even gone to the store to get Valentine's for my kids. As you can imagine, I am not the type to make uh, these fancy-dancy Valentines that I see other mamas doing, which I love looking at the pictures of them. They're awesome. I hope somebody in my kids' class makes something cool like that, but it won't be me. I'll be sending the straight-up, buy-out-of-the-box, rip-them-apart, write your name on them and hand them out. Maybe if they're lucky, they'll get a sucker with them or something. We'll see. Anyway, how do you do Valentine's Day? Are you all in, all out, or is it just another day that you're kind of annoyed with? That's the question. Okay, so today, before we get started, I am sponsoring today's podcast with my business, Write, Publish, Sell. Write, Publish, Sell is a um, is my company, and we provide author support and author coaching and basically if you're thinking about writing a book and need help through the process you can come to us or if you've already written a book and you need help getting it out there we do those services as well but in particular I want to talk to you about an online paid training that I have coming up um, tomorrow actually the first one it will be offered again but for only $27, you can spend an hour with me, and when you come away from it, you will have your basic outline completed for your book. Whether it's nonfiction, fiction, ebook, or print book, one of the hardest things people find is just getting started. A solid outline can get you going in the right direction much faster and, and ease the overwhelm of writing a book. So if this is an, of interest to you, please go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 57 and you can see more information on that all right moving right along today I am happy to interview a friend of mine we were not friends when we interviewed actually I mean we knew each other but we did not know each other well but in the meantime Antrice Rowe and I have become uh, friends and we had the opportunity to bond even more at the boss mom retreat and she is just such an amazing woman I really enjoy every conversation I have with her her heart is pure gold and she has so much incredible information to offer we talked about a lot of things and she I mean just her ideas are so amazing for helping get your home in order and for time management with children and all the things that have to be done she um, also offers a lot of information on relationships and having better relationships. She has four kids, so she knows something about staying organized in her home. So she is a life coach. She enjoys working with busy wives and moms on pursuing purpose, Jesus, and strengthening their relationships. She's got four kids, as I just mentioned. She knows what it's like to have moments of doubt and guilt in life. And she also knows there's no room for those feelings and tries to help people overcome them. I love this interview. You will get so much out of it. And you're going to want to follow Antrice because you're going to fall in love with her. So I hope you enjoy today's show. If you'd like to see any of the things we discuss or go find out more information about the training I mentioned, please hop on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 57. How old are your kids now? So my oldest, my boy, he'll be 10 in December 
And then what, um, what day? I have to ask what day. The eleventh. Okay, that's funny. Mine is the ninth. My twins were born on the tenth. Oh so. my goodness! <laughs> I'm the tenth of December. That's so crazy. So you're just like me. You yeah. had your birthday and then had babies. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, that's so funny. Yeah, so that's my oldest. And then my middle is my daughter, Courtney, and she'll be eight in April. Okay. And then the twins are four, and they'll be um, five in April. So cute. What are their dates in April? So the twins are April 6th. They were born on Good Friday. Uh-huh. And then um, Courtney is April 23rd. Okay, my oldest son is April 10th, and he was born on Easter Monday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. We're like, we're like twins. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so funny. No, the, the, uh, I, I do, I, you know, okay, so I did not used to be one of these, like, woo-woo people, right? But mm-hmm. in the past year or two, well, actually in about the past five years, I have truly become a believer in the fact that the universe puts the right people in your life and that you yes. attract the people that are like you because it's so strange yeah. the people that I interview like how many similarities and commonalities we have so anyway well okay so let's talk about you and uh you're a life coach and you so like how did that come about what did you always want to do that or were you doing something different before children or bring us up to speed on your on your progression I suppose Well, it's interesting because I've actually been in a season of reflection, (laughs) Mm. you know, how you kind of like, hmm, how did this all come about? (laughs) Right. One of those seasons. And it's funny because you know how they say, um, go back to your childhood and think about some of the things you did or wanted to be when you were a kid. And when I was a kid, I used to pretend I was a teacher or a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I used to pretend. And then um, I ended up becoming a high school teacher. So I taught high school um, prior to having my kids. And then after I had my firstborn, my son, um, my husband and I, we had decided that I would stay home for a year. So I worked all the way up until I had him and then took that year off and we ended up doing a big cross country move to wow. Florida from California. Wow. Yes. And so there was just a number of things that happened in between all that, but I'm not a person <laughs> who can sit still. I'm a super motivated person. So I started looking for a job. And so I actually found this virtual high school and so I worked part time virtually. Uh, for this high school. And then um, a couple years later, I started working full-time for a different virtual high school. So I did that until my second child uh, was two. And then I decided, okay, I need to just take some time off because my husband was talking about having a third child. And I had to (laughs) wrap my mind around that. (laughs) Because I'm like, that's a lot with, you know, full-time work and his schedule was pretty busy. And so um, I just, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to step out for a little while if I'm going to do this. So, um, third ended up turning into the BOGO. Right. Right. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. You got your bonus baby. That's what happened to us too. On our yes. Third. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay. So, so then I actually had during that season, I had also been praying about purpose and just really trying to figure out what was I created to do, you know? And um, through just, you know, a series of prayer and really just exercising my faith, opportunities started opening up actually at my church to help within our women's ministry. 
And so I did that on a volunteer basis for a while. And during that time, I learned that I had this um, gift of writing. (laughs) And so I started writing and wasn't, I wasn't a coach yet. I know this is a long story, but. No, that's fine. That's what we're here to talk about. (laughs) I'm like, I'm almost there. (laughs) Going to land the plane. So um, I wrote, you know, I started writing and um, just still in prayer. And um, my husband, he was like, you know, I've noticed that women, you know, seek you out for advice a lot. He's like, I don't know if it's, if this is a job or if you're even thinking about going back to work. He's like, but if you could turn it into um, a career, you know, you should think about it. And so I was like, hmm, you know, thinking he was on to something because he was like, you're spending a lot of time, <laughs> you know, um, just talking to people and encouraging and advising and all this stuff. So um, as I was setting up my website to start blogging, I actually, uh, the lady who was helping me with my website, the designer, she was like, oh, it's funny. I um, just helped another coach, a lady who was a coach, do her site. And she told me about this certification program that this lady had gone through. So I looked into it and it was a good fit. So I got certified as a coach and Mm -hmm. that kind of snowballed into me becoming a life coach. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Um, so then how did you, I'm always curious because it seems like people come about starting their business in so many different ways. So how did you find your first coaches? How did you go, how did you transition from being the one that everybody went to for free advice to the one that was doing it for a business now? Well, it's actually funny because as I was you know, going through the program in order to get your certification, you have to do some hours um, unpaid mm-hmm. um, that have to be logged. And so I had in mind who I wanted to ask, but God always has other plans. So he was telling me who was going to be my first client. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I'm going to, you know, seek out. And he's like, no, no, nope. no. <laughs> this is how it's going to work. So. I actually was in this um, this Facebook group with a bunch of moms, and I asked them if some of them would be interested in a couple free sessions, um, and in return, I would be able to use you know those hours t- towards my program. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a bunch of them sign up, and for the survey that I had created, you know, just to kind of fill fill out what I was trying to do. And so I selected three of them and um, we set up the coaching and actually all three, one of them was the one uh, that God told me would contact me for coaching. I worked with them unpaid at first, but they were like, as soon as you get certified, we want to be your first clients. So I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) That works out well. (laughs) Yeah. So we just parlayed it into more coaching. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, well, that works out super well. So about how many people do you, um, do you, do you work the business now full time or do you um, just kind of do it as, as the need is there or how does that all work? So I typically have about three to four clients at a time mm-hmm. um, that I work with. That's about the load I can handle right now right. with writing and with the uh, kids and the husband. So, yeah. um, you know, as needed but I like to keep at least three to four, you know, at a time so that I don't get rusty. And I know that I will go into this full time mm-hmm. um, as my children get older. But the other side of it that I know that I will begin to pursue is opportunities to speak. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, I think the coaching is kind of one of those stepping stones um, of a bigger purpose that <laughs> that exists. Mm -hmm. So um, what types of things, where would you try and be speaking? What types of things would you speak about? So the types of things that I typically work with clients are on are, I've noticed that themes are reoccurring, you know, so mm -hmm. um, relationships is one of my areas of strength that I help women with. And um, I help them in the areas of establishing really good boundaries in their relationships. Um, also helping them figure out communication and their relationships with husbands, with, um, you find as we grow older, navigating <laughs> the role with our parents and our family of origin, as well as our in-laws can get tricky. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's an area that I work heavily with my clients on, finding that sweet spot. Um, I also work with them on identity and understanding who they are in Christ. And so these are many topics that I could speak on um, with, in, with a larger audience. Um, and then something that I enjoy doing, this is more coaching related. And one of the things that a lot of women, I help them with creating family systems. Um, Ooh, let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah, we can talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you wanted to finish your thought, we could come back to that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say originally, it's funny because that's what I thought would be the main thing. But as I've, um, the more and more I do this, it's become a part of like a branch, you know, mm -hmm. of it. But um, it's really just creating this cohesive thing where there's peace and order in the everyday living. And right. family systems really is a huge part of that. So, okay. So tell me, what is a family system and how do you go about setting one up? So a family system, one of the things that I've come to learn through being a mom of four mm -hmm. <laughs> and a wife of almost 11 years is... Uh, Things can get chaotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so one of the things that I've noticed now that the kids are, you know, all of age where they're a very clear, good understanding is that we need to have some good systems in place. And so my husband and I, we did an exercise a couple years ago where we sat down and we looked at our core values individually. And then we looked at the core values we wanted to incorporate as a family for our children. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things... I've come to see is that a lot of times people get frustrated with their kids or frustrated with their spouse, but that frustration, it seems to me, comes out of a place of people not being on the same page in the home. So right. when we go back to, okay, whatever our expectations, am I, are my expectations manageable expectations? Can the people that I'm asking of these expectations, can they meet these expectations? Um, when we get to that place, we can see, you know, where things can get a little squirrely, you know, in the family and the home life. Mm -hmm. So um, we have our core values actually posted in our dining room so that, you know, we can refer the children back to them. This is what we're doing. This is how we do. <laughs> but along with that, we also just have systems that we've created in terms of just organizing our home. Like this is something a little, I would say kind of simple, but actually has been a huge help. Like we have color coordinated our kids. So each kid has a color. So my oldest 
he's blue. That's awesome. <laughs> and then my daughter is underneath him is pink. And then my boy twin, he's green. And the girl twin is orange. Mm -hmm. And their towels are those colors. They have these cubbies down in the den that are those colors. Um, they even have like plates and, and bowls that are those colors. And one of the things that helps me with is when, you know, somebody's stuff is left out. I know exactly who it is the culprit you right. know so <laughs> that's so that is so awesome oh my gosh because how many times do we have that argument of all right who you know left yes. so and so <laughs> not me not me not me <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so i'm like i don't even have to i just call the name come that's get right. your towel pick that's it up right oh that's so so smart <laughs> and they like it too because then they're like you know when somebody tries to use their color they're like, uh, wait a minute. No, that's mine. That's mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need you to get back on track. I love it. Oh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So then I also just created over the summer and I have it on my Instagram um, because, you know, I've tried so many different things to really keep us fluid, you know, mm -hmm. because with a big family, uh, it's so important to have these, these, these checks and balances so that you're not going crazy. Yeah. And so um, my husband, like, I'm so thankful for him because um, our minds work so differently, but it's such a good yin and yang. Like one of the things he actually helped me with um, recently was laundry. I was like having a, the laundry felt like a nightmare. And so we got more organized around our laundry systems and um, we got the kids involved and they helped. But I'm like this again, it's such a small minor detail. He was like, why don't you bring their hangers down when you bring their hampers and clothes down? And when the laundry comes out of the dryer, you hang it. I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept, you know? <laughs> and so um, my kids wear uniforms to school. And I'm like, that saved me like hours of time, you know, where I was folding and you know then hanging once I would get them upstairs but it's just like whoop 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 and then the kids get their hangers and they take them up and they put them in the closet so um that's another one but then over the summer I did this thing where um I painted our pantry door and I did a chalkboard on the inside and um when school started this year I wrote our fall schedule there because I am notorious for forgetting something you know for one of yeah. the kids <laughs> And they come home and they're like, you forgot about, you know? So I'm like, okay, I need to have it in a visible place that's simple yet, you know, memorable. And we walk past that door when we leave the house in the morning. So, um, you know, I can see who needs ballet stuff. I can see who needs basketball, soccer, whatever they're doing, whatever activity. And I can also see what the twins have for sharing. And one of the things that I've started doing for them um, because they're not reading quite yet is I'll draw a little picture. So um, they know that that picture equates to like they're sharing. So they're sharing a triangle, I'll draw a triangle for them. Mm -hmm. And so this also puts responsibility on the children because they go to the board and they see what they need and they pack it. Um, I think one of the things we don't do enough as moms is put the responsibility on the kids. I you know? agree. I agree. That's something, well, I do because <laughs> I need their help. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, somebody said to me the other day, oh, your youngest is so independent. And I was like, that's because I made her that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it has to be that way. That's training is what that is. <laughs> yes. Part of it might be nature, but there's a whole lot of it that's nurture. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. So, um, well, do you have a picture of your 
of your uh, chalkboard chart? I do. I would love it if you'd send me that so we could include it in the um, show notes. Cause yes, I'll definitely. I'm definitely yeah. one of those people that I understand visuals. I mean, I get the idea. It's not that complicated, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, wow. Okay. You got more ideas? I'm soaking all of this up. Yes. I'm like, you, I'm like, you come to my house and it's, I'm telling you, I'm so strategic. Like you come in the back door and the kids have a shoe basket. So they have to drop their shoes in the basket as soon as they come home. And one of the things I tell my moms that I work with as well, because, you know, I know a lot of um, parents struggle around like taking their kids on errands as well as getting them in, you know, from routines. And one of the things that I've learned to do is set expectations. I'm telling you, it's all about setting expectations, Uh, but you know, set them before we get to destination or before we get home. So as soon as we hit our development, I'm telling the kids, you know, okay, this is the plan. You know, we we get home, we take off our shoes, we change our clothes and you can have your snack and I have them repeat it back to me. So, um, you know, I always tell parents because they ask me, they're like, wow, well, how do you get them to, I'm like, it's just a matter of, it's grueling when you're trying to teach a new lesson, but once they've got it, like it's cake, you know, things become so easy. So I take that time to really get that lesson taught so that I can get that time back, you know, on the other end. So they come in, they drop their shoes in the basket. They have a closet where backpacks go. They unpack their bags, even the little ones. They put their little ice packs in the freezer, lunch boxes in the um, cupboard, you know, so that they're all set for the morning. Um, And then, you know, they have their snacks. But this is this was a lifesaver, too. I know for moms who have little ones, um, one of the things that I do for a weekend and I actually learned this from my own mom. when we were little, she would have us prepare our breakfast in the evening. So it would be like a quick breakfast. And when she would get up, she'd make like pancakes or something. But you know, kids get up so early and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) But we, she'd buy the Tupperware bowls. And so we'd pour our cereal in it Friday evening and seal it. And then we'd have a small cup with the lids, the Tupperware lids with our milk, you know, just enough for the cereal, put them in the fridge. And um, my kids do this now as well. So the older children help the smaller ones. But, you know, it's all set up so that when they get up Saturday morning, they don't have to get me up. I tell them before 730. I'm like, do not knock on my door before 730. (laughs) Uh, Ding, ding, ding. This is a winner. This is Yes, because, well, I, I guess I've always been a little bit, well, my kids do not like to go to bed. That's the problem. They will not go to bed. But the... The benefit is they do sleep till about 7.30 or later some some days, but um, on the weekends. But yes, even so, I would like to uh, I would like to have a little bit later than 7.30 on a Saturday, and that's usually why they come to wake me up is because they want breakfast. Yeah. So I'm implant. I'll be implementing that one starting this Saturday, this yeah. Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's you know just another. I just find all these little lifesavers, uh-huh. <laughs> you know that just really help. Like I said, it, and it's a good skill for them, you know, mm-hmm. as well, because I just feel like when they feel independent and they feel like they can do things, it just fosters that self-esteem, you know? I agree completely. Um, okay. So let's talk about how you, um, how you go about helping someone that comes to you. What types of process do you go through? How do you help them, um, 
figure out where they need help because I know like some people are just so flustered they just don't even know how they need help you know they just need help <laughs> yeah yeah so typically um, we start with values core values because typically my clients come to me because they're clashing <laughs> yeah. with somebody in their life and so I'm like okay well I, you know, I feel like it's always an inward work. You know, we typically want to work outward. Like it's this person, this person, this person. But it's like, mm -hmm. nope, <laughs> God, let's pause. Let's be still for a minute and let's, let's find out about you. So <laughs> I typically will take them through after, you know, that first initial call, they want to tell me everything that's going on. So, you know, I'll listen. Um, and one of another gift that I have is just that gift of listening. And from that listening, I can pull out areas where I see they need help. And um, then I'll just tell them, you know, assessing from our conversation, these are the areas that I could definitely see us working in. And then they typically will choose or say, you know what, you're so right. <laughs> uh -huh. So we go, we start with the core values. And typically, once we get those core values down, then we can take a look at because I'm also a firm believer, I'm like, if you're having um, chaos in that home, like I said, that order piece, then it typically is going to reflect in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't used to believe that, but <laughs> the more I've gotten organized, and I'm not the most organized, but the more I've gotten organized and the more I continue to get organized, just there's, I just have so much more clarity, you know, and more mental space. Yeah. And so that's the process I take them through, but it's never my desire to create another version of me. And so I'm always open and listening to the needs of my clients because I'm like, it's all for nothing if we don't get you a system that's going to work for you. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any kind of example you can give us about how you how you put a system in place. Um, I'm just kind of curious about like the process that you go through once you've decided where they what system they need like how then is it like through worksheets or do you like walk them through the process how do you how do you do that is that a dumb question I don't even no, know <laughs> it's not it you know it's not at all and I have tons of assessments and worksheets but it really depends on the client like I have and this is the thing you know, I actually it's funny the role that I'm in now is actually something that I wanted and I prayed for. I'm like, man, I wish I knew somebody who was able to be, uh, like who had walked it out, right. you know, before me. And God was impressing on my heart, I'm creating you to be that person. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, um, so just through him teaching me how to get better, you know, about, systems in my own life and clearing up my own mental clutter, you know, and um, owning, you know, certain things in life, you know, like I said, that we typically will put off on other people mm -hmm. or uh, be fearful of, of, of being introspective. Um, I just, you know, took that time with myself for a long time before this, you know, this coaching really picked up. Uh, to figure out those things and unravel it's kind of like a ball of yarn unravel those things for myself and so with my clients depending on the type of client because I have some clients who are super self-motivated they like to take their own notes they don't need assessments they just um, need those really good questions that are going to draw out um, what they need to do I give them all uh, the core values workbook though that I created when they sign up 
Um, so I'm like, that's the one that you absolutely have to do because you really have to know what you value, (laughs) you know, in order to relate well to other people, um, and to have those healthy relationships. So that's a must. And then from there, like based on our conversations and things that they tell me, I'm also an avid reader. So there's typically every client I've ever had, there's typically a book that will line up with what they're going through that I'll recommend that they read. Mm -hmm. Um, that they'll also gain um, wisdom from. So um, that's typically how the flow works. First initial conversation, we talk about what's going on with them. And then from there, they get the core values workbook. Um, It's about a 20 page workbook and they work through that alone. And then there's a section to work through with your spouse and then with your kids. Don't have to be married to do it, but if you are, there is that component. Um, And then the, the family area to figure out core values for your kids. And I feel like it's even a good exercise for people who are considering, you know, or who would like to be married, you know? Uh, yeah, true. You know? <laughs> because there's so many times that you don't work through those basic questions and then you wind up married to someone who doesn't have the same values. <laughs> right. I tell people all the time, they laugh at me because I'm like, you know, when I dated, it was, <laughs> it was never like really like, I don't know the word for it, like casual dating. It was more for me. I'm kind of like interviewing you. No. Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to waste. <laughs> agreed. And agreed. And you see too many people spend way too much time with the wrong person. But... Yeah. Yeah. So oh. I'm like, when you know who you are, and that's really the essence of what I like to help my clients figure out. And my goal is to help them come out confident knowing who they are. Cause I'm like, if you can figure out that, like, be so confident in who you were created to be, mm-hmm. then the other things, you know, will come. Absolutely. Uh, well, you mentioned a bunch of books. Do you have um, a favorite book that you like to recommend to people for working on themselves or relationships? Boundaries by Dr. <laughs> Henry Cloud. That's on my nightstand right now. Yes. Actually, it's on my husband's nightstand. We uh, are both reading it. <laughs> yes. I'm like, that. that one hands down was... A life changer for me because again you know um, our families of origin I know you know our parents they do the best that they can do but um, when I grew up I learned that I did not have the power of no in my vocabulary Uh like I didn't tell anybody no and one day my kids were like is that a yes or no or what is it (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh I don't know how to say no you know And so I had to do the work of learning how to say no. And now I'm, I'm like, no, all the time. You know that there's that little song. My name is no, my number is no. <laughs> I'm like, I got the no now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. My four-year-old's always like, all you ever say is no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Look, I no. didn't say no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So um, for kids, I'm assuming you work uh, out from your home, correct? Yes, I have a home office. Okay. So uh, how do you, what are the biggest struggles then in your daily juggle? And um, I mean, you already talked about your schedule on the board and the pre-planning and all of that stuff. Do you have any other tips on how, um, how to make a day go a little bit easier? So, you know, because I worked uh, virtually before I started my own business, I worked from home. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that I, I gained a lot of good um, skills <laughs> in terms of learning how to, again, set up boundaries in that workspace, you know. 
And that was one of the things they actually taught us. One of the things they taught us was chunking your time because um, typically when you work from home, like you're not going to have an eight hour day where you're just powering through work. So I'm pretty good master of time chunking, you know, so if I want to spend some time writing, I'll chunk like a three, three hour block, you know, to do some writing. And then um, I typically will answer emails around the same time of the day. And I think this has also helped me be able to work with women who are in their careers, you know, because I've had one, you you know, (laughs) where I did work full time and I had to have that home life balance. I still call it balance. I know that some people don't think that there is balance, but I believe that there, you can have balance, like it's not going to be perfect, but right. you can have your, right. your balance. And so one of the things, again, I do is I set expectations for my family. So one of the things I've learned is when you value yourself, other people will value you, right? And so um, I'll tell them, and I have a little sign actually that I have on my office door that says, shh. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm working. And so they know when the doors close and that sign is on it, not to knock. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's when they're home. But um, now everybody for the first year, everybody's in school between eight and three. So I can get a lot done between those hours. I get up, I get up around six in the morning when the kids get up for school and I help with that process. My husband takes them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as they leave, I do... Um, I just go around and do a quick pickup and that really helps me start my day off, you know, because when when my house is looking back at me and it's not (laughs) frowning, (laughs) like, oh gosh, you still have dishes, you know, I can start the day off better. So that's what I try and implement daily. It doesn't happen all the time, but on a good day, (laughs) um, that gets me off to a good start and I can go in my office and get straight to work. Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's something that I battle with on a daily basis. It's like, I have from about 830 to two with no kids in the house. And so I'm like, I hate to waste any of that time when they're not here to do any of the stuff around the house. But like you, like it just kind of uh, sets a bad tone for me if the house is just a wreck. So I'm trying really hard to implement ways either to get it cleaned up first thing when I get back. I interviewed someone else the other day and she said she takes an hour for herself first thing in the morning. After she after the child is at school, she does an hour doing whatever she wants to do, whether that be picking up or reading or watching a show or something like that. And then she gets into her her work and it doesn't like she doesn't feel this pressure of all the other stuff that she needs to be doing on top of her when she does it that way. And I was like, you know, that's that's actually a smart idea because that stress of all the other stuff can get really overbearing. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I chunk my time. So there are some times where I have nights that I work. Right. And, you know, because I'm like, I want to go and get my hair done today. So mm-hmm. that means I'm going to have to spend an extra couple hours in the evening working. Absolutely. And it's not a problem because I'm passionate about what I do. And, um, you know, I, I have no problem doing a client call in the evening. And again, most of my women work anyway. So um, if we're not doing lunch break calls, then we're typically working um, on those calls in the evening. Right. So, you know, I think the key is finding what works for you, like trying, trying things until you find that thing that works, you I know. I agree. 
So, um, do you have, do you ever have enough time for, to really just take some time for yourself and do what you want to do? Uh-huh. I'm the queen of that. No. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. Yes, I definitely make sure that mama gets her time. And my husband is very supportive in that area. He actually, he's been in a heavy travel season this year. Uh-huh. And um, I've been trying to, you know, manage my feelings around that. You know, I'm like, okay, I can do this. But one of the things that I realized is, again, it's, you know, I'm like, okay, the kids, everybody is going to just have to be a little bit more involved in how we help each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he said when he got back um, Sunday, he's like, you should go to the spa next weekend. So I'm going to the spa with a girlfriend. I love it. <laughs> yes. I've never heard those words come out of my, well, that's not true. I'm sure at some point in time he says you should go get a massage, but not regularly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, also my mother-in-law and I, we are very close and um, she's super supportive. She's like, you know, I'm rooting for you guys all the time. I'm in, so invested in your marriage, you know? <laughs> and so she, um, she's an amazing woman and she always, um, you know, tells her son, she's a mom of three boys, tells her son, it's, it's so important that you make sure that your wife feels valued and like she's a priority, you know? Right. And so my husband does a good job of making sure that that actually happens and that it's not just words, you know? Right. Well, that's awesome. Um, okay. So any last tips or suggestions that you have, uh, for our, for our listeners? I would say grace. I think as women, um, you know, there is so much that we have to get, we have to get done on a daily basis. And I don't think that we give ourselves enough, give ourselves enough grace. And I don't think that we, um, we talk to ourselves in a way that's uplifting and encouraging, you know, um, I love, I love, 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 lose the cape. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because I do, because I'm like, you know, nobody is looking for the standard of perfection. Like it's in our minds. But one of the things, the other things that I help my clients work through is just being free and being you. Like right. who you were created to be in the essence of that individual, that's who needs to shine, you know? And if so, if some days you have like 10 loads of laundry, like it's not the end of the world. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it happens to all of us. It really does. And right. so I just, you know, just that measure and that standard of grace, as long as you're always, you know, putting your best foot forward, I think grace is just such an important thing to give yourself and to just be kind to yourself. You know, I've been in this season where I've just been really kind with myself in terms of the words that I speak over myself, you know? Yeah. So just having that positive attitude and, you know, knowing, learning more about who you are and just being an encourager of yourself. I agree. I think that's so important. And if we put ourselves down so much, it's really important to take the other to say, it's okay. We're doing the best we can. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so very much. I really appreciate you taking the time today. I Your voice is so soothing. I can just see how people really just, oh, shoot, I'd just call you just to listen to you talk to me. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> so nice. I feel so relaxed. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you you're so much. So oh, uh, I almost forgot to tell you to tell people where they can find you. 
Oh, yes. So on my website, www.ontreesrow.com. Um, and then I'm on Instagram as the Guilt Free Family. And then I'm also on uh, Facebook as Ontrice Row, my name, first awesome. and last. Okay, great. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks a bunch. Thank you, Alexa. Thanks so much for listening to the Lose the Cape podcast, episode 57, with our special guest, Antrice Rowe. We hope you loved this show and got as much information out of it as I did. Totally love the color coding idea with the kids. I mean, such a smart idea, such a smart idea. Thanks, Antrice, for all your words of advice and wisdom. And if anyone wants to head on over and see the show notes and find Antrice and the things that we talked about, you can go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 57.